0: Aloha, I'm Ash and I'm Matt. We're the Yoga Couple.
1: Welcome to the Inner Work Podcast.
0: In today's episode, we are so excited to have a special guest. We have Wind with us who is the creator of Holistic Human Design. So in this episode, we're going to be telling you all about our personal journey, Matt and I's journey with human design and how that really has influenced our life and helped our relationship. And then we'll bring wind on to talk more about how you can learn about human design because we all have a very specific energy type. It's kind of like an aura type, right? And once you find out what your energy type is, it kind of is like a peeling back an onion. There's so many layers to this. We're going to get into it, but it's basically like finding out your unique energetic blueprint. So this is going to be a very fun episode and it's going to be all about you. So hopefully in this episode, we'll tell you how you can look up your special, unique human design type by putting in your birth date and your location of birth and we'll tell you how to do that and then you can follow along with this episode. So let's dive in. So Matt and I discovered human design about three years ago and I first found it similar to you probably as I was listening to a podcast episode and learning about this human design system and looked up my type and I was utterly fascinated because everything about it was so exact, like way more so than astrology. So if you're somebody who's into astrology, this is going to blow your mind.
1: Yeah, it was totally life-changing because it took the what we normally had looked at in astrology to a whole other level, like how to make choices very practically oriented of, of how you arrive at truth, how you, follow your intuition and how to lean into real life moments like that it it was just to us super super specific even like how to best be in your relationship
0: yeah so when i first looked up my chart of course i was mind blown i looked up everybody else's chart i knew (laughs) and then i shared it with all of my friends and family and i actually shared it with wind so wind hi welcome on to the podcast hello And Win totally ran with it and literally just became, well, she's a projector, which we're going to get into in a minute. Totally makes sense. But she became an expert in human design and pretty much just like dedicated her whole life to studying the system and became a human design reader. So could you tell us more about what human design the system is and what it means to you and w- and your specific approach of like what is holistic human design?
2: Human design is really easy. It's actually really, really easy. I make it super simple because it's just a set modalities that we have had for thousands of years. It's a combination of the I Ching, which is about 5,000 years old. Astrology, which is also about roughly 5,000 years old. Um, it is also... The Kabbalah tree of life. Mm. And the chakra system, right? Oh Yes, and the chakra system, which is also thousands of years old. And then the Kabbalah tree of life is more roughly like about mm, maybe a thousand years, maybe 1500 or so. Um, But then when you combine it all together, Mm. so with holistic human design, holistic is essentially encompassing the whole body,
0: the whole system, body, mind, and spirit. Mm. So human design then you would say is kind of finding out your this current incarnation's operating system, like how you operate best, pulling from astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, and the chakra system, getting this very specific blueprint for your current personality and incarnation, which is like how do you operate best, right? Like when we all find out our sun sign and our moon sign and stuff like this, we get really invested into what that means. And the human design system offers that in a much more detailed and layered wedge deeper.
1: Right, and I always think of it too is um, on that note, how can I use this for whatever my karmic learning is in this lifetime? So it's like, I see it as I'm looking at this human design as an opportunity to say, well, why did I choose this vessel? And why is this vessel useful for something deeper, something more spiritually karmic? like it's kind of a fun thing. If we think of two uh, with astrology, we often might think like interesting, but that's, you know, of all times and in, in alignments I could have been born at, we have to start asking, well, well, why, why that specific time then? Is there something relevant in a deeper spiritual level as to why you're that astrology or that human design? I think that's how we've really pulled the most from it is to ask those deeper questions of, the bigger spiritual context of how does this apply to maybe life lessons I need to learn? Because as we keep learning, as we get into talking about the types, they all have very specific things they that are maybe really good at or that they need to be aware of. And all of those types of very day-to-day level interactions, uh, that level of knowing how you work best, that's pretty like karmic. It's very, very useful because maybe you need to, respond in certain ways or you have to be aware of certain things. It's like very, very useful for inner work, we found. Because it really helps point out your strengths but also your weaknesses, which is totally inner work. Cause it's like, well, why do you why is that a weakness? Right. And then it's just cool because for us too, we've really tied in psychology into it as well and just seeing how fascinating um it just kind of opened a whole can of worms, right? <laughs> like it's like this is like a lot of food for thought now.
0: So you're probably on the edge of your seat now. You want to know you know your chart so before we keep diving into this let's give everybody an opportunity to go look up their charts so they can follow along with this podcast so what's the best way to get your chart and when they get their chart kind of what are they looking for immediately on that chart uh just so that they can pull it up and and follow along on the, on this episode so just go
2: to mybodygraph.com and make a free account you'll be able to get in there really quickly this program is my favorite because there is a ton of information in there already
0: cool so once you get your chart the first thing you're probably going to notice is that it says your energy type right it should say it like right at the top yeah it should say like energy type and in there's so many layers to human design right like there's uh it's there, it's endless. It's endless. Yeah. But the, like the, the very like surface level understanding yes. usually starts with your energy type. So yeah. we're going to go through all the energy types. But before we even do that, I have another question for you sure. is uh, when you get your human design chart, like what things do you find being somebody who, you know, gives life guidance, coaches people now using people's human design charts? Like what is would you say is the benefit up learning your chart knowing your type your strategy maybe we can go through like those those main categories so that you can understand like what benefit you can pull out of this so when you get your chart you find out a couple of main things right away what are those things and how can they benefit you
2: so what you're gonna see the top three things are strategy um which helps you give you a way to navigate your life moving forward. Everyone, we live in a conditioned world where making decisions with your mind, using the mind as a mental uh, decision maker, and forgetting the fact that we have a whole system uh, and being patient for the right timing
0: to take action. So when you're looking at your chart and you see strategy, that really is going to show you that you have a unique way to make a decision. And we live in a world where we're taught that basically there's one way to make decisions, like pros and cons lists usually, Mm -hmm. right? And like that doesn't work for everybody. And that's so cool. That's what I love about the human design system is that basically you're learning that you have a unique way to operate. And when you look at your chart, it's going to tell you, you know, like, this is how you function more optimally. So your strategy is like how you best make decisions then, right? Yeah, it's basically how you best make decisions or, for example, I'm a projector.
2: So my strategy would be to wait for an invitation. But invitations aren't coming all the time, although you did invite me on this podcast. Mm. So, (laughs) so what do I do in the meantime while I'm waiting for the invitations? So as a projector, I would be focusing on my studying studies, absorbing, uh, information so that I can be able to utilize that information and share it with others, focusing on things that I enjoy doing. If you, if I was a generator, I would be focusing on creating, I would be focusing on, um, doing things that make our fun and enjoyable and excite me and focusing on what I can create with the world while other people while I'm waiting to respond to external circumstances for reflector you would be essentially going with um you you're very much in the flow everything that you need to be you just are just very fluid in the flow focusing on freedom and ch- changing day-to-day um yes she is (laughs) (laughs) because that's when you know that's when you can open up to being surprised by the universe
0: so at the top of your uh your chart you see that there's the energy types can you just tell us what's an energy type why does that matter to us what does that mean what are the types just briefly like what is an energy type
2: so the five types are generators manifesting generators
0: manifestors projectors and reflectors. Cool. And so we're all falling into one of these categories and essentially we all have a very, I always like think of it as like an aura or something. Like we're all very different. We all like different things. We thrive at different things. We have different desires. And like we kind of uh, generically, the the, the energy type is like pretty generic and we'll get into them.
1: So what's the difference between human design and astrology? Because they both give a lot of, really interesting information about our blueprint of why we're here. So what what would you say is the biggest takeaways between the two?
2: So astrology is excellent information for understanding how you can predict cycles of time, what's coming up in the future, what is possible, what are potentials in the future like uh with all the different planets and alignments and like how you're going to be feeling, what you're going to be expecting. What's what the difference is between human design is that it's a much more internal process astrology is a little bit more external with some internal aspects but um human design really shows you how you can use this hold on a minute is essentially how you can understand and create a language to understand your inner self and how to navigate personally from this within relationships with other people, understanding and growing within yourself so you can also raise your vibration and becoming the best version of yourself so that when you're interacting with others, they're seeing the best version of yourself. And it gives you a really simple set of tools to know when you're living from your head instead of your heart and body.
0: Yeah, I feel like human design really does get you back into the body, totally. right? Like yeah. when you're looking up your chart, you're going to like my body graph. Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's a chart of getting you into this carnation, getting you into this body. And when I look at my astrology and I'm looking at my planets and stuff, it does tell me a lot about like my incarnation of like why I'm here and maybe like the karmic reason for that. But I find that when I look at my human design chart, it tells me how to operate, like how to best like Mm – function. Like how to function in a way where I'm not swimming against the stream or exhausting myself or conforming to a certain uh, way of working or a certain way of loving or a certain way of communicating that actually isn't authentic to me and was actually just something that I learned from conditioning in my environment. And
1: human design, I feel like teaches you how to tune into that using your body. So Mm -hmm. it's like how to know your body will tell you when something's right for us. And then our body will also tell us when something's not right. And I feel like that is something really fascinating about human design is it does bring a lot of awareness into the body, uh, because it, it can get really specific, you know, do you feel it in your heart? Do you feel it in your gut? Do you feel it, uh, as, as tension or something like that? Like it's, it's really, really interesting that it does pull you more into the body than astrology. Whereas astrology, I feel like also, was more heady and theory and time, like you're saying, like time-based and things like that. More overview, perhaps. Whereas human body, human design, human body, exactly. Human design pulls us into the body so much more and in such a practical way. That's why I love it, just because of the practicality of getting into the body. And it almost, in a sense, gets you into the moment, right? Into the present, because according to human design, in a sense, like none of it is useful unless you're present. And that's what I think, I think why we love it is, Because from a yogic perspective, it's like in the present is where the truth is. In the present is where the answers are. And so human design almost, yes, you have to be in the present. It's like a prerequisite. You got to be in the present. And then while in that present moment, pay attention to these things and you'll be able to stay in the truth. You'll stay in alignment. You'll stay in your flow and you'll stay in a state that is optimal for you. And then also, if you stay present with what your body is signaling you in the negative sense too... It will help you stay on track and be like, oh, wait, wait, wait. You're drifting from your natural alignment, your natural flow. I think that's the biggest thing we've really noticed is it human design has helped us tune in to the moment and be a little more aware of what our body is telling us. Is this good for me? Is this the right path? Am I saying the right thing? Am I in my love? Am I in my truth? Or am I drifting? Am I, am, I, am I not self as it's called in human design? Mm-hmm. It's like, is this my not self? Is this who I'm? Is this my ego self? Mm-hmm. And that's another huge element too of helping. You know, I think my interpretation of human design was always to try to use it towards enlightenment. Like, how can I use this as a benefit in my spiritual journey? And I totally see that if I were to boil it down, it helps me stay in my true self, which is in alignment with you know my greatest good, self-realization and all that, and then the greatest good for others. And then likewise, it also helps me be aware of what I need to look out for, because if I slip into what human design calls my not self, or I would say like my ego self, that's when I start messing things up, hurting myself, hurting other people, and that has been really life-changing for us to start to pay attention to that and to come into the body and to feel what signals are being told to us.
2: Yeah, and essentially what I like to say is human design creates the mental framework Mm. to navigate your life in the highest state of flow.
1: Mm. So that you... Love
0: it. Boom, mic drop. drop. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about now the five types. So... You've pulled up your chart, you got your type. This is the most exciting part. Mm -hmm. So just for reference, I'm a reflector. Matt is a manifester and wind is a projector. And now I think as we go into the types, if you know us or if you follow wind... It will all be like this aha moment and make so much sense about all of our different personality types and interests and everything. So let's, let's start with, uh, let's start with generators.
2: So the main thing for generators to understand about themselves is that you are here to create, you're here to create something new. You have the sacral chakra defined, and this is also goes along line with um, manifesting generators. Manifesting generators also have a little extra going on because part of them is part manifester, but 70 percent of the population are generators so chances are if you're listening to this you are going to be a generator but you have a lot going on with you is to tap into your own personal process this is really important to know what excites you what interests you what are you what what pulls your energy forward what draws you up and out of yourself to keep creating that's the primarily the most important aspect and then responding but So when you're, while you're waiting for the external world to come to you, you're just in your own personal process doing whatever you find to be enjoyable. And find pleasure, because the sacral chakra is all about pleasure. And because that's defined, you want to find things that are pleasurable and enjoyable for you. What's the not-self of a generator? (sighs) Frustration. But I also have found for generators... <laughs> For generators, they like to complain. So, if anytime you find yourself complaining as a generator, that's your cue and pivot point to be like, okay, what do I need to do to change?
1: Mm, that's like your red flag if something's out of alignment. Yeah. So, you're if you're not you ca-
2: in the flow, yes, mm-hmm. you're not in the flow complaining.
0: Mm -hmm. What would you say is kind of like the life purpose? If you find out you're a generator and you're like wondering like what that means to you, like what is the life purpose of a generator? I know a lot of generators, um, you know, job is really important and career is really important in their lives. And then they wonder like, well, what is the right job for a generator? Is there a right job for a generator or actually is it more of an essence? It's, It's less of finding the quote
2: unquote right job. It's more about what, is enjoyable and pleasurable and work that you could just keep doing that does not feel
0: like work. So the minute that work feels like work, it's you need to make a pivot. Mm, so if you're a generator and you're listening to this, uh, your life purpose is to love what you do. Mm-hmm. Love what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love. It's essentially to about. love love and have passion about what you do and what you're creating or what you're bringing to the world. Mm. And that's right and correct for you, as they would say yeah. in human design. That's like the right, correct thing for you. And a, and a signature of that would be what? Like, what do they feel when?
1: They're in the flow. Oh, they're in the flow. And that, the, it's like satisfaction, right? S- yes.
0: Very, sa-
2: very satisfied, very content, mm. very um like very excited i literally i we had a guest uh, airbnb staying with us and he was super excited to go home
0: and go back to work because he mm-hmm. loved it so much generators are really here to like serve humanity and be of service and to share their gifts and to like love what they do because they're in service to humanity and like oprah is like a great example of like somebody living in their truth as a generator she loves what she does she's in service to humanity and she has like a loving enveloping inclusive aura okay
1: so for the generators what i'm hearing as a great recap is like they're here to find their craft their passion their gift and offering to humanity and and they're the best way to make that decision is to pay attention to what lights them up what fills them with passion what makes them feel so satisfied and rewarded for the efforts they're putting into the world and when they live that way they're going to feel the best and if they're in a if they're not honoring their passion if they're not honoring their pursuit like for example settling for a job that doesn't light them up that's going to lead to perpetual frustration and that's their cue that that's not something they have to accept it's their cue to say, hey, it, it's time for a change and you can still have the satisfaction. You can still be lit up. You just got to honor it. And so again, first takeaway already, just looking at this first aura type, this is what I love about human design is it's, hey, if you're feeling this way, that's actually a, just a pivot. It doesn't mean you're, you're stuck. It doesn't mean you have to stay that way. In fact, it's a cue f- that you can change it. Yeah. And it's like an exciting thing because it's like, oh, this is frustrating me. Well, great. That means you can change it. It means you can happily let this go because it's almost like, permission and validation to be like, yeah, that's 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 okay if it doesn't feel right. That means it's not meant for you. So let's go find what does work for you. Let's go find what does light you up.
2: Yeah, and then the minute that the generator surrender to the fact that realizing I need to pivot, I need to make a change and shifting their energy and their focus That's the minute that the universe starts delivering Mm. new opportunities to them because they're, you
0: magnify. Yeah,
1: I've read that they're magnets, right? So it's like when they're in their passion, they're highly, highly magnetic Mm -hmm. because that's kind of how their aura works. Yeah. And
0: the law of attraction, like theory is really meant for generators. generators. Like that whole, like you attract it, like that works for generators. Very much so. But maybe not the other types.
1: So what's the difference with, with the manifestor and you mentioned earlier manifestor generator yeah, manifesting generator so so what's this other hybrid type
2: so manifesting generators are generators that have an a little bit of a manifesting capability where they do have internal urges that they do need to pay attention to. And they do have the capability of initiating things really fast and initiating other people's projects, as long as it's wanted or required from external sources. And they have their, Karen Curry Parker likes to call them the express builders. Generators are builders, but the manifesting generators are express builders. Mm. And And can try on and do a bunch of different things and move really fast, but still end up at the same place
0: as the pure generator. So they have a lot of interests and they're a little bit quicker than a typical generator. Um, Any manifesting generator I've ever met is like... Uh, the generators have a lot of energy, right? Like they create their own energy and a manifesting generator is like a generator on steroids. So like (laughs) they are a super generator. They have like so much energy. And instead of having like maybe one thing that they're interested in or one career that they do, they have like so many and they are fine juggling it all. It's like the people Mm -hmm. that have so many projects and they're like in their complete bliss Juggling all the things and all of the people and all of the tasks and maybe like flip flopping from one idea to the other and just following that urge to do that and they're in their joy. But to somebody else, they might be like, "You're a spaz." It's like, "No, I'm just a manifesting generator." (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That is very much.
2: That is very much the case that I found.
0: And what's really cool about finding this out is like when you find out what type you are it gives you permission to be the thing that you always knew you were, that everybody told you was a problem. So like right. one of the things I find with, uh, manifesting genders, especially is like people will tell them like pick one thing and stick to it. And it's like, you're wrong from, for changing your mind so often. And it's like, no, that's the right thing for me and my energy type. Like that's not right for you, maybe, but that, that is right for me. And uh, I think that's like a unique thing I've learned about manifesting generators is actually correct for them to just move on when they want to move on.
1: Yeah, that brings me to a caveat though too that comes up is it definitely doesn't mean, you know, just use these things as rationalizations for hurting people and, you know, doing things like that. I think the most important point of knowing this is, yes, we're all very different. So because you know you're different, actually communicate that so that you don't hurt people in your wake and i think that's like with what you were just saying i think it's important to point out um on this topic of being able to just say well i'm a manifesting generator so that's why i'm sorry if changing my mind is hurting you that's just good for me Um, and so i think what's useful is when we know all of our human design it also helps us avoid miscommunicating with other people. So like, for example, if a manifesting generator knew this about themselves, it's really nice to be able to then communicate that with say their partner. So their partner doesn't get uh, confused or hurt when they keep changing their mind. The whole goal is to like, be able to utilize these things in a positive way because it's probably been causing pain actually their whole life and they haven't known why.
2: Because, Because of the manifestor part, communicating and informing other people that are gonna be impacted, by their actions and clarifying things with other people will be super helpful and so instead of saying less say more to explain what is going on like what you were saying that's like so super important to be like Mm -hmm. hey i actually this is kind of what's going on with me let me clarify with you my actions and why i'm doing with it so i'm not hurting you because it is important for them to inform
0: yeah. And maybe just, uh, you know, in advance, like knowing that manifesting generator, like, you know, the new shiny thing will catch your attention. So being mindful when you make commitments, like, will mm. you really actually commit and follow through with it? Um, or do you know yourself a little bit more, you know, you're a manifesting generator and, uh, you're a little bit more lenient with, with your word. You're not going to give your word so, uh, so often because you know that you might change your mind. Right. So being more responsible with, with that. As that, well. Exactly. So let's... This kind of segues into the pure manifestor. manifestor. So we had the pure generator. And then we had a manifesting generator, which is a hybrid of this other type manifestor. So there's manifester, manifesting generator, and generator. So can you explain more? This is Matt's type, actually. Manifestors.
2: So manifestors are here to channel the divine spark within them. Being, being the spark and channeling the urge from within themselves to then make an impact on the external world and impact and initiate people and projects through communication and through speaking their inner truth to spark. I think of manifestors as sparks to start and start the
0: ball rolling of creation. They're an initiating aura type, right? So like... The generator is kind of waiting for the urge or waiting for the sign to like take action. Whereas the manifester has that urge like from within them. From within them. And it's like they take action. It's like I always hear like that concept of, you know, the American dream of like, you know, make it happen for yourself. Like you got to do it. It's like that whole slogan is like that's not for everybody. That's for the manifesting type which yeah. is like what seven percent nine percent nine percent not very many so it's like that whole thing if that's not working for you yeah of like go out and make it happen for yourself uh that's because maybe that's not you're not a manifester that's not your energy type and then you're getting conditioned that you feeling guilty like i should be this way and be able to do this when actually you're more of an attractor. Yeah. You're more, you, you wait and, and it comes to you, which is like the generator. So yeah. so Matt, you're a manifester. Do you have um, any things that like when you found out, how did that change your life in, in a positive way?
1: Mm. I mean, in a lot of ways, in every way. <laughs> it changed me in every way uh, because it really made a lot of sense. Um, I could honestly talk about it for hours. I I think... That the biggest thing, if I were to boil it down into one simple thing, is it helped me not feel uh, guilty about my energy because one of the biggest things that I learned about the manifestors that they feel heavily conditioned because as Wind was saying earlier, like ninety percent of the world is is different from a manifestor and reflector aura and and as Wind said earlier, the world is built for a generator world and so one of the things I learned that helped give me a lot of validation is my whole life I felt conditioned into a type of being an aura and energy that is not me it's not authentic and it's one of the biggest things that I, that helped me in my journey is the manifestor often feels like they can't be themselves mm-hmm. they feel like they threaten people they feel like they get put in boxes they feel like um, they have to be controlled I think that for me it feels like um, that my whole life I was it was always try to control Matt's energy, <laughs> you know, and, and I, one of the things that I learned that often manifestors will feel like is early in life, whether it was school, whether it was their parents, but they were constantly being confined and like suppressed in a sense. And like, hey, stay in line, manifestor, like stop getting out of line and doing what you want. Stop following your urges and like, you know, following your inspirations, like get in line is kind of, I think, the biggest thing that helped me take this information and then learn that it's okay for me to be myself.
0: It's like the manifester just does what it wants. It knows what it wants to do and it just does what it wants. And then that's really threatening to a society that's like...
1: Wait to do until you're told. Wait
0: until you're told what to do. Yes. And manifestor's like, I'll just do whatever I want to do. And so... Or
1: no, no, no. It's almost like... It's, that's a little rebellious. Uh, okay. But yes, <laughs> that is kind of what it can feel like. But But I think it's more of like, you don't need to tell me what to do. I already know what to do. Do you see the difference? Like mm-hmm. I already got the direct download. Mm-hmm. So like for me, it's like, let's say... I you can know, guide myself. Y- yes, I can yeah. guide myself. It's not that it needs to be rebellious. It's just it's very it's the the healthiest form of it I've learned is to just peacefully, because right, the signature of a manifestor is peace. So when they're in their truth, they're actually at peace. I think this when I'm most at peace, no one's no one needs to tell me what to do because I actually already am doing it. I already know that I need to go that way. And so I think that's the biggest thing that that happens is they, they're here to guide themselves. And when they don't do that, we get pissed off <laughs> to put it, to put it simply like, cause they're not self is anger. And so of course, anger, as we know, like in the inner work, that's a theme of feeling suppressed and oppressed. When I wait, when I respond, it's not right no. for me. And it always feels really contrived and fake. And I feel like I've been living a fake life my whole life because I'm not I'm doing what I'm told. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Quote, unquote, I'm doing what my parents told me to do in a sense, which they're, one of them's a generator. So it's like, it makes perfect sense that um, it's a very confining feeling. And when I do that, it's very, very inauthentic. And I usually hurt people because then I'm doing a life that wasn't authentic for me. And then that hurts people because eventually I like break, I've got to break out of it and I got to get out and be free. And so it's just that's what I would say is the hugest thing that I think manifestors probably most relate to, and what I always read that people finally feel like they can be themselves and then learn how to communicate that really lovingly, like we were just saying with the manifesting generator, how to communi- communicate your impulses or your urges, your inspirations in a way that's not going to hurt people. And there are whole strategies to inform. Like explain, like you were saying earlier, like explain what you're doing so that everyone's aware of what's going on.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So next up, let's talk about projectors. So this is wind's type. So uh, if you're a projector, listen up. Wind, what is a projector? The projector is one that is able
2: to see and has a broader perspective of the world and can Utilize their absorption to their absorption of knowledge and information to channel that into guiding others. Their main thing for projectors is to guide and help others and help them to see parts of themselves that they are blind to. So, helping so, not with not what the projector is blind to, but helping others if they have blind spots about their lives, the projector can literally see those aspects of their lives and help guide them because the projector does not have a sacral center to find that's completely open. And there's also no direct motor to a throat to the throat center, to the throat chakra, like a manifestor motor active, active center to the throat chakra. Um, that, uh that would make a that would make a manifester. But the projector is just basically sitting back and waiting and taking it all in because it isn't because the projector isn't enamored by their own personal process and they're just there to guide others.
0: Whenever I think about a projector, I always see an owl, like a, <sighs> like a wise like owl like sitting like perched up on the top of a tree, like watching everything and like gaining so much wisdom and like it's like the wise owl and like a like they have like the glasses they have a higher perspective they have like the glasses they're like really smart like projectors (laughs) are like really smart that's like kind of the i don't know the archetype
1: experts in something for sure
2: yeah they're the experts yes and experts in something um
0: It could be a wide variety of things. So something that's really common with projectors, right, is like I know you mentioned this earlier that they they need to wait for the invitation. And I think the reason I've interpreted this way is that the the strategy to wait for invitation is because they are an expert and they do know and they do have really good advice, like they're advice givers, they're teachers, they're professors, they're thought leaders, they're, they're wise, right? And giving that wisdom without being invited to give that wisdom can sometimes turn people off because it's almost like they can, that the shadow thing is like they can be seen as like a know-it-all, right? It's like they know everything because they kind of do. So it's like knowing that, yes, you do know everything as a projector. You do know a lot. And, um, but was it invited? Like did people want to hear what you had to say.
2: Right. Yes, and that's a huge point because it, it, as a projector, you have to make sure you're in the right crowd. You're sharing your information with people that see you and recognize you because that's all you want to be seen recognized. If you're finding that you get... Uh, bitter, uh, resentful, um, angry, or eh, mm, angry, but like more of just because you're frustrated that you're not being seen or that you're like, ah, why is my advice not being taken by other people? Then that is the clue that the people aren't right for you. They're not the right crowd. They're not the ones that are willingly seeing you and wishing that they, it's like you are you be, You'd be diluting your wisdom if you're spouting off all your great advice to the
0: people that can't hear it. They don't value it. They don't Mm -hmm. value it. Yeah. So when you found out you were a projector, did you have any aha moments? Like, how did it change the way you operated? Oh my goodness. Well,
2: (laughs) yeah, massively changed my life. I also recognized that I had been living the invitation. By accident, for yeah. the last six years. And that was the only way, because I, I started off in my late 20s living life as a manifesting generator or a manifester or, you know, trying to get out there, make it happen, you know, using that. And it, I got crickets, crickets. But the minute I just hung back, put myself out there without any expectations. That's when, if there was um, an opportunity for an invitation, um, like a broad blanket spectrum, one of the things that uh, I ended up, you know, that people in California were looking for land stewards and they put out this invitation. So in order for me to respond to the invitation, granted my partner's a, a generator, so responding to I ended up making video. Everyone else in Typing letters to send in, but I'm like, hey, you know, this is who I am. I'm putting it out there that, yes, I'm I am gonna offer you as an invitation. Like, yes, we can do this if you like my energy, and that's
0: how I ended up getting. That's how we got the job. That's awesome. So it's like as a projector, it's like you just putting yourself out there and waiting for other people to respond or accept your invitation. and and not conforming to this like like you said like this i'm gonna make it happen i'm gonna go out there and hit the pavement and i'm gonna make people listen to me and i'm gonna you know da, da, da. the it's, complete opposite it's and that's okay and it works yeah
2: and i also treat myself like my own like a client of i have to remind myself even when i get stuck or have blocks that i have to rem- remember that to take my own advice. And that's probably like the biggest thing is like,
0: take my own advice. (laughs) (laughs) So any advice for projectors? Now that they find, now that they found out they're a projector, what one pivot shift can they make that will improve their lives?
2: Less is more.
0: Mm. Surprisingly, I know it goes against everything that we're
2: conditioned and taught, but less is more and waiting and just... Um, the minute you start
0: trying to be like the other types, that's the minute it stops working. Mm, I love that you said waiting. Like that's such like a, it seems to be like such a negative, like, oh, you're just waiting around. Like that's wrong. That's negative. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, no, if you're a projector, that's right for you. That is actually...
1: I think of it too, on that invitation, my younger sister is a projector. And one of the things I have noticed too, with this, another way the invitation works is creating a lifestyle and a career where your door is open and you're presenting an invite to others also. So for me, I've witnessed it works. The invite seems to work best in both directions. It's like, yes, you can literally wait to be invited literally yourself. Like, Hey, when come over for a podcast. But the other thing too, is to say, Hey, I'm taking podcast requests. So you see, like you're presenting an invite, you're inviting yourself and then letting people respond to it. I've noticed that that really works well too. And I think that's why just my own theory on projectors being drawn to the position, the careers they tend to be drawn to is like, let's say with my sister, um, being a physical therapist, it's basically like, hi, the door is open and the invite is there for people to respond to, like say setting up shop, being like, hi, I'm a physical therapist here to help you with your body and give you advice on it and counsel you. Um, go ahead and you know come on in when you're ready, right? The invite's there, the door's open, and then I'll happily, then I know you're attracted yeah. to me. I know you're the right person for me because I put the invite out and then you guys responded to it. I've also noticed for those that maybe are like, well, I don't wanna just wait around all the time. There is this other way version of it too where it's like you can initiate by putting yourself out there, but at the end of the day, it's still an invite because it's, it's like doors open. Yeah, so kind of a fun thing on that.
0: Whereas a manifester, someone who's like a pure initiator energy like Matt, he would be like building the building, hiring the manager, like making it happen, getting an ad like campaign going out. going
1: walking around the streets, handing out flyers, yeah. be like, come to the new office. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just
0: like, and like really pushing. And then like, right. also like, I think, collecting a team and a people who he knows are going to like help make it happen and like starting a movement, you know, it's like really on the, hitting the pavement, like starting the movement. Then the generator is like, you know, gets presented with that opportunity and is like, sure, that feels good in my body. I'd like to be a part of that. And that feels really good. Thanks for taking point on that and leading. And I would love to help you. I would love to be of service. I would love to assist you and give my gift. And that lights me up. And the projector is like, well, let me give you some advice on how that's going to work best and kind of, you know, have that bird's eye view of giving you giving some insight and direction on it all
2: yeah it would be the projector would be like matt started this he's the ceo he started the business the generator the manifesting generator comes in helps co-create makes all the things happen the projector oversees and and gives counsel to matt while also seeing like how the different energy flows Type and the, the projector could be like the manager, like helping Matt co manage, managing all the people. Projectors are so people oriented. Mm. Pe- projectors are all about everybody else, much less about themselves, more so about like everybody else. If anything, projectors are the free therapists of their community, like the free therapists among their friends, always offering and dispensing the great
0: wisdom and advice. I feel like projectors also know everything about everybody. Like if you like don't take this in the wrong way, but like if you ever want to know what's going on with your neighbor or like you want to know what happened with so-and-so, like a projector will know. Oh, projector.
2: Like, yes, they will. They will know. They will know what's going on. They will know the else. neighborhood
0: drama. They will know. They, they will, will know. know what's they going
2: will know the on. gossip. They will know, they will be like, oh, well, this and this, this so-and-so did this. They know everything. They know everything.
0: (laughs) They're watching. Yes. You think they're not there? They're watching. They're
2: the owl watching, being like, I know what you're doing.
0: Yeah. What's going on?
2: (laughs) Okay. So let's
0: move into reflectors. So that's my
2: type. Yeah. So reflectors would more like be the consultant in the business. Like you're not really like you wouldn't be always there all the time, but you would be that one person that would come in and be like, hey, I'm going to give an overall health overview of how everything is operating once you've been in
0: business for a while. So funny because like when I was a lot younger, I worked at uh, a school and it was a private school and there was a job there called Quality Assurance. And uh, is that what it was called, Quality Assurance? It was Paige. Mm -hmm. Paige, if you're listening, I always wanted your job. (laughs) She would come in the classrooms and like her job was literally just go into everybody's classroom. Every day she would just walk around and then like write reports on what she saw and what she liked and what she thinks you can improve on and like just... And then just walk away and you went not see Paige again for another six months and then she just... She was like the quality assurance analysis person. And she just and I would always be like, I literally want Paige's job. I want to just pop in and like give all this like insight on what I saw. And everyone's always so scared when Paige comes in because they think she's going to like judge them. But I wanted to like make everybody feel loved and encouraged and praise them, you know? And um, I always wanted that job. And that's so funny. Uh, Yeah, that's why you wanted that job.
1: Yeah, it would be perfect for you to like I've noticed that with like notice how you just said that like I wanted everyone to feel loved. I think when you were saying that what came to mind is the reflector naturally wants to help whatever it's reflecting to reach its potential.
0: Yeah, I feel like one of my favorite things to do is to see the like spark in people or like I can really pick up on people's unique talents that they might not see about themselves And I feel like I see like the highest potential of people. And I've had a lot of experiences in my life where like I could be a talent agent, I think like I can like spot the talent, you know, and like really be like, you have this thing that you're not even seeing and utilizing. And, you know, and I have these experiences with friends in the past where uh, like they wouldn't know that they had a musical gift or they wouldn't know they had like this gift for Uh, design or something like this. And I would see that about them and be like, wow, you know, you could really turn that into something. And like, they're like, really? I never thought about it. One of the funny things is, is like even with the spirit woman in the blood book that started because I saw that Liana had this knack for all this women stuff. And I was like, wow, why don't you write a book about that? And then even with you, I was like, hey, you would be really good, like, doing human design. And, like, now you're a human design reader. And, like, I just like to see that, like, thing in people where I'm like, wow, you could really do something great with that. As, as we're sharing stories about, like, how our life has changed as we found human design, like, finding out I was a, a reflector has helped me, like, so much. Uh Same thing as, like, both of you were expressing of, like, being comfortable in your authenticity. Uh, something really unique about reflectors is that they're a lunar energy and the rest of the types are solar energy. And it makes so so much sense because like the moon is reflecting the light of the sun. And one of the things I learned about reflectors is that they're, you know, they're 1%. Is it 1%? Is that right? Still? Yes. Still 1%. 1% of the population. So they feel very like out of place in this world. Right. And they're not solar beings. They're not really supposed to conform to the way that the system in the world is operating. It's not really built for them. They're really here to just like witness the humanity and uh, reflect if it's going well or not. Like with thermometers, we're like, hey, humanity, you're doing really good and this is working for you. Or, hey, humanity, like this environment does not feel good. Like Earth is toxic right now. Like where are the they say where are the canary birds like you send us into yeah. the coal mine and we'll be the first to decipher if like yeah. something mm-hmm. is off
2: you'll have less of an impact on the environment like people shouldn't hire you to change an environment you're a essentially your awareness is a mechanism to say this is unhealthy this is how you would change it but you directly as your as a person or an energy generators manifestors can change the environment um They're- They're doers, like they're going to make, they're going to do it. They're going to do it, but a reflector is designed to just give an overall health while focusing on being free to flow in and out.
1: Right. We've noticed it with, so like when Ash does try to do it, she she can, but she will get so burnt out afterwards. So the ideal is, I always call it like what you're describing, this overview, this feedback thing. I just think of it as she's like the ultimate auditor, which notice her dream job was to be the auditor Mm -hmm. of that, of that school. So she's highly, highly evaluative and, you know, can come in with all this evaluation and be like, here's what's working. Here's what's not working. Ideally our flow is like, we have this thing where she'll just get it all out and I'll say, okay, I got the notepad. I'm ready and she'll just give me all these evaluations of things she's been noticing that are working not working whether it's in our relationship our life our business or this or that and i just take note of it all and then ideally what happens is then i take that and try to start initiating the change and then we work on it together
0: i do want to say like one of the fun things that i love about being a reflector and that's all like work related but the other fun thing is that we're gypsies we we're not really because we're not identified with the whole human system we love to like sample all the different cultures and all the different ways you could live and like we we have no definition as what it's called in human design where if you're looking at the chart there's like different centers colored in. Um, those are like defining aspects of your personality. There's not in the reflector chart. it's all open like we're totally we can go into any environment. And completely like become it like a chameleon. We can like go to another country and be like, all right, this is my new like lifestyle now, and then just quickly change it and be somewhere else on the other side of the planet, fully embracing that. And we're we live to sample, and like that lights us up. We feel so fun. We're like gypsies. We're free. And what I've noticed the conditioning of the world is is like kind of like how the manifesting gender was like pick one thing to focus on. With reflectors, it's like pick someone to become it's like be someone who are you you can't be everything and everyone you can't have like all these different personalities you need to be one personality that is consistent and that we can rely upon and you can't just change your interests or change the way you talk or change the way you dress or like totally change your identity you can't do that you can't be a buddhist one day and then you know be a hindu the next day you can't do that and and i'm like why not (laughs)
2: Yeah, I, and I have found that I have attracted a lot of reflectors and I am actually in connection with a lot of reflectors. We have um, the House of Mirrors is reflector specific because in the traditional human design system, there isn't a lot of information about reflectors. There's, they didn't, Rod, the founder of human design did not know what to do with reflectors because the mechanics are like, oh, well, you're nobody. And it's just like, no, no. See, this is where in holistic human design, I am taking into acknowledging that the individual soul essence spark that is essentially unquantifiable, that is unique to you, that you bring into this reality and dimension that you wake up with every day, um, you, we take that into an, a, a account to help that as be your highest self navigating
0: your body, your energy, your consciousness. So speaking of that, if this is like lighting you up as a listener right now and you're like, I want more of this. I love this. This is literally what Wynn does. Like she has holistichumandesign.com. Oh, actually it's holistichuman.design. Oh yeah. I love that. Okay. Okay. Holistichuman.design. Yeah. And then you can also find her on Instagram, TikTok at holistichumandesign. So if, people want to learn more uh what are the like next steps that they can start doing that i know you have so many resources you have courses you have free resources you have one-on-one can you just tell us like what now that you know your type what do you do next
2: well because i am self-educated and understanding human design because that's all i had to do was just this the system and i understand the systems it all just downloaded for me so projector of you (laughs) Um, and it just clicked I I ended up downloading it from the universe understanding the systems how they worked I wanted to help other people make sense of if they have a do-it-yourself approach if they wanted to take the time and energy I created a crash course for understanding human design and I made it super fun super digestible easy to understand so the system isn't as complex or nuanced as you would think it's really quite simple i make it easy
0: so when you take the crash course what can
2: you expect well you can expect to understand how the mechanics work within the matter of a week and then all of it, it is is i have a fillable workbook for you to do it and do it in your own chart i have body centered meditations to help guide you you get to uh, I even have like a little tiny ebook so you can kind of get a general idea of
0: what infer like what your gates mean, all the different nuances. Mm. So it's like basically, you know, because when I first was learning human design too, it's it's kind of difficult to gather all the different parts because like when you're looking at your chart you've got your strategy you've got your authority you've got your profile which Mm -hmm. is a whole thing you've got your energy type you even like have like how you best consume information and like diet and like where you live like there's so many different parts and like all your planets are there yeah so I would like try to look up every little piece of my chart like independently and like search and scour the internet for like little informations and videos to like learn about that one little part of my chart, like my profile or whatever. But uh, that was overwhelming, challenging, and hard. And there wasn't really a resource for me to just be like, okay, like here's my chart, walk me through it. Mm -hmm. So this crash course that you created is like you could just take your chart and then sign up for the course Mm -hmm. and by taking the course you can reference your own chart and learn everything about your chart absolutely gate by gate which is like all those little planets and numbers Mm -hmm. you guys every single one of those is a different indication of your personality Mm -hmm. it's like literally like gate 52 means this and it's like you're in saturn or like whatever like it, it's all very specific and so if you take the crash course you can just have your chart right there and mm-hmm. like literally learn your whole chart which is the cooler part is like then you could also like read your friends charts and like i love that
2: we're having a uh couple girlfriends and i were actually i'm taking my course with my girlfriends love it and getting together and we're taking the course and then writing out our notes in our notebook and then we're having a, it's almost like if you have like a book club. It's like human design, crash course, book course club, book club, like take it with your friends and then you can, cause we're all, I like to consider myself a personal growth junkie.
0: Love it. And uh, so, if you're somebody who's like in the inner work and yes. astrology, like this is going to just blow your mind. So, it's
2: simple, cost effective because it's you're putting in the time, energy, and effort into doing it yourself. It's very DIY. And it's a skill you can use yourself like moving forward. And also, you can apply it to like your friends to you can easily understand. It's probably like the easiest way to understand human design because I have literally made it simple. And then also, what does it mean when it's a white center versus a colored in center? I have a whole course on or I have a whole aspect of within the course a whole module on how to like Was it mean when it's unhealthy um, unhealthy expression healthy expression and then solutions to navigate
0: that love it but what if like somebody is like okay that's just overwhelming me but I do want to learn about my chart is there another way yeah I have a life
2: navigation guidance coaching using human design as a tool that I take you and walk you through it's almost like a little portal that I walk you through. So it's like
0: one-on-one. It's like, one-on-one. Like they're going to work with
2: you one-on-one yeah. and get their
0: chart read? Yes. So
2: they would get their chart read and it's highly inclusive. We go through the centers. I have a formula that you know, gives me of a little questionnaire uh, evaluation of all the centers and the health. If you're out of alignment, if you're in alignment, why are you out of alignment? What, what information do you need to get back into alignment? And then also I do channel the energy and we do take that. It's a whole, it's, it's literally like a little portal. Of so basically
0: when we'll pull your chart, she'll talk to you one-on-one, she'll assess your energy and you'll get like literally one-on-one guidance and, uh, direct basically interpretation yeah. of it all. And also they can bring up what's going on in their life and like, you'll help guide them on their decision-making yeah. process and, uh, help them make choices based on what's in highest alignment with their charts. So if you want that one-on-one, like you're not a DIYer and you're like, if I try to read this all myself and it's just like too overwhelming, you do have a way to work with you one-on-one yeah. and get that one-on-one coaching.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's more than just an hour and a half, it's, it's voice memos beforehand, voice memos after because there's a lot that happens within this transformational portal of information within the, the reading itself.
0: Cool. So it's like an ongoing experience. Yes. Yeah. It's not just like a one call, get your chart read. Typical no, thing.
2: it's before, after, and, you know, I even do, I even check in with my former clients and be like, how's it going? Awesome. <laughs> Love it. So
0: if you're ready to take that leap into learning how to align your life with your natural Energy type and your natural decision making, and you're ready to like break out of the conformity of all the conditioning that's been projected onto you in this society and learn what's authentic to your energy, then. Wind is an amazing resource. She's a good friend. We love her so much. And she totally has been a resource for me and Matt this entire process of learning human design because it just comes really natural to her. Like like I said, I, I saw it in her right away. She ran with it and she has like far surpassed Matt and I in understanding the human design system. So we highly recommend you check her out at Holistic Human Design on Instagram, on TikTok, YouTube. And you can go to Holistic human.design.com no sorry you can go to holistichuman.design to learn more and we'll put that in the show notes thank you so much win for being on our show thank you
1: and aloha namaste until next time
0: aloha namaste aloha